0: You know, there's a big difference between having a business partner and having a right-hand guy, a number two, or a second-in-command. Today, we're going to talk about qualities of a great second-in-command. History tells us number two can make you or break you. Let me explain to you what I mean by this. Look at Obama. Obama's number two was Biden. Did you ever feel that Biden wanted the attention that Obama got? Never. Never. Look at Trump. Trump's number two is what? Pence. Do you ever feel that Pence needs the kind of attention that Trump gets? Not at all. Now watch this. Nixon was number two to Eisenhower. It didn't work out too well because he hated being number two, right? It didn't work out for Eisenhower was a great president, two term president. People loved him. Left and right. Nixon was a little bit edgy, right? Look at Lyndon Johnson. He hated being the VP of John F. Kennedy, because he thought he was bigger than him. Look at Wozniak, great number two. Look at Paul Allen, Steve Ballmer, great number two. L- look at many other names I can give you that are great numbers. So like a Tim Cook, a number two is second in command. And the first point I'm going to give to you before we get into all the other points is the following. A number two is very comfortable being number two. Has no desire to compete for number one. Doesn't need the attention that number one gets. It's very comfortable being number, one, number two. Very comfortable. I've had people that have worked with me where in front of everybody they say all the right things let me tell you patrick's the greatest this greatest that behind closed doors i think i could have done it better i think i could have done this i think i could have done that that's not a great number two because behind closed doors they're undermining in front of everybody they're building you up behind closed doors they're undermining you which my point number two is the complete opposite which means behind closed doors they edify you in front of you with nobody around they undermine you. Let me say this one more time. Hear me out. So behind closed doors, people come out. oh, what are you talking about? Absolutely not. Da-da-da-da-da. Blah-blah-blah-blah. Oh, my gosh. No, I don't know about that. I can't see that happening. No. They protect. They, it's almost annoying when Pence protects Trump. It's annoying when Biden protects Obama. How annoyed does the media get? You ever notice that? But behind closed doors, a great number two is going to say, you know, I think you kind of went a little too much today. You know, I think you met, but there's nobody around. There's not a husband run, there's not a wife run, there's not anybody, it's only the two and the four walls, okay, that says, you mind if I give you some feedback? Yes. I think, dot, dot, dot. I, I, can, you, do I have your permission to kind of just give you a little bit of feedback? Dot, dot, dot. Behind closed doors. And this person has to earn the right to have that kind of a relationship with the person. You don't just all of a sudden come in acting like you have this a uh, liberty to do something like that. It's very To do that to a number one is a very different dynamic. This is why number three is great number twos are masters of human nature. They are masters of human nature. Like they understand, ooh, right here, this is a little sensitive. No, I'm going to back up a little bit. Hey, you know what, why don't we just do this? We're going to finish a meeting right now. We'll get back to you guys, and we'll let you know what we want to do. Number two read that, okay? A number two understands human nature and say, you know what, look, you want to just go for a walk? Just go for a walk. Yeah, yeah, I just want to go for a walk. He knows that number one's got a lot on his mind. Let's go for a walk, yeah. Hey, you know what, let me, let me just, you mind if I take you some, let's just go eat something. Let's just go eat something. If the guy likes to golf, you know, let's go hit some balls. You mind if, let's just go eat some, we got two hours. Let's go hit some balls, let's go at some, some balls. A great number two has a great sense of human nature and they understand what to do and what not to do. Here's number four. The reason why they're able to do this is because a great number two, a great second in command doesn't just buy into the vision of the leader They bought into the leader let me say that one more time it's not like i remember when wozniak I interviewed him 11 years ago and we're sitting down there's like you know four or five hundred people in the audience and i'm interviewing wozniak he couldn't say anything bad about Jobs. anything he said you know to be able to do what we did at apple is you need somebody like Jobs, somebody that's just willing to go up against everybody and i understood the role jobs had to play and you know, I, I don't think anybody could have done what Jobs did, and without him, Apple would have never been what it became. Can you imagine, at that point, he can easily spin the story to build himself up, but he put himself out there to talk about what happened. Very comfortable to say, without Jobs, Apple would have never happened. That's a great number two right there, because not only did he buy into the vision of what Apple came to where he left his job, but he also bought into the individual. Very important that you bought into the individual. Pence bought into Trump. Not you, Pence did. You know, Biden bought into Obama. Maybe not you, but Biden did. It worked out. Not just the vision Obama had, not just the vision Trump had, but the individual. And that leads me to point number five. A great number two is not expecting perfection from uh, from their number one. They're not. The, this isn't like, oh my gosh, you know, what do you think about what this person did, you know, I hear that the number he's got a very bad temper. Well, you know what? There's one thing about such and such. You know, he has got high expectation and he wants us to win and he's not willing to compromise. And quite frankly, I like that. That's what attracted me to wanting to work with him. Do you see what just happened right there? That whole idea about, well, you know, you know, what do you think about the fact that he's got such a lose? You know, he just can come out and say some curse words. How do you feel about that? Well, look, I understand sometimes it's the choice of words he uses. But uh, unfortunately, the person you only see is the person on the outside. I get to see this man when it's just he and I sitting together, having a cup of coffee, or having a conversation together. I see a complete different side. The only thing you see is when he gives a talk and he slips. I see him all the time, and I can tell you, this is a great man and a great leader. Do you, do you see how this, and by the way, here's, here's the thing to understand. Either you can do this comfortably, or you can't. You can't force it, though. I don't know if that made sense. Let, let, me, let, me, let me say this to you one more time. Either you can do this comfortably or you can't, but you cannot force it. You can't say, I need you to do this to be a great number two. No, no, no. I have guys that they could never ever do this and that's totally fine because it's not in their DNA. But I got guys that make an incredible number two and they're very comfortable being a flag carrier and it's in their DNA. It's simple. And when you typically do that, those same people that make great number twos, Guess what eventually ends up happening to them? Many times they end up being number ones. Who runs Apple today? Tim Cook ends up running Apple today. Did you see the stock options and the money he just got recently? Have you seen his net worth right now? What happened to him? Do you know what Steve Ballmer's worth today? We did my book when I wrote it. I said his net worth was, is $56 billion. You, you know what he's worth today? $72 billion. Steve Ballmer. Do you know what happens when you're great number two? You end up being a number one. And when you become number one, it's not through force. I remember there was an insurance CEO I was working with. 11 years ago, when I sat with him, I can't get the name because it's a very big name, but when I sat with him, I don't know if I've met many people that are as uh, good as this guy was. Absolute, ridiculously a genius, a driver, a worker, everything. He only had one problem. Here's the only thing that he had one problem. When he was coming up, and he really wanted to be the CEO of this massive company. This company is a... It's a $200 billion company. It's a massive company. He wanted to be a CEO of this $200 billion company. Every single time I had dinner with him or we were together, he couldn't help but take a shot at the current CEO. He couldn't help do it. Every single time he would do it, and I, would, I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's like overwhelming. And at the time, this is I'm 30 years old at the time when he's doing this, and he was in his mid-50s, you know, maybe late 50s, and he would do this every time, and he was so ambitious that he couldn't even control his ambition. So when it came down to it, when it was time to replace that CEO, he did his job, everything, and he had been there for a good decade. He got the job done and they had to replace him. Nobody voted him to be it, even though he could have qualified to be a CEO, but he was not necessarily the best at being a great number two. So people were worried if they make him a CEO, it's gonna be so much about him, that the decisions he may make may only be the kind of decisions that's going to benefit who? Him. See, sometimes not being a good number two scares the hell out of people to want to make you number one. Because if you can't take the kind of recognition that comes with number two, what makes anybody think that you can handle the kind of recognition that comes with you being number one? So you got to kind of be thinking about all of those concepts. But again, a person cannot force you to be a great number two. You either can be a great number two or you can't be a number two, right? Here's the next one. The other thing is all of these things I talk about is a lot of human nature, but you have to be very competent with the business. So if you're not competent with the business, there's no such thing as being a number two. The number two I have right now at the uh, office that I work with, you know, who's been with me here for a few years. You know how he works? He gets the job done. He goes, does things. He works on the weekends. He does things without people telling him what to do. Boom, boom, boom. He gets all of that stuff done on his own and he's a great number two, he protects, he hires, he fires, he does all that stuff, and is quiet to himself, but you know what he's got going on for himself? Highly, highly competent, and he's no attention. He makes very good money, he's gonna get great checks, he's gonna get great exits, all that stuff, he's done very well for himself. You know why though? He's very competent, he knows what he's doing. In his area of expertise, he's a here, I'm a here. In his area of expertise, and never brags about it. He just goes about his business and does it. So, a great number two has to also be very, very competent at what they're doing. You gotta be reliable. And, and what I mean by reliable, this kind of goes with my next point. Reliability means accessibility. A number one's gotta be able to get a hold of you anytime. I know a lot of people say, oh my gosh, who would wanna have something like that? I understand. That's why not everybody wants to be a number two. A number one should be able to get a hold of you at midnight. Oh my gosh. What kind of a pressure type of a video is this? Are you kidding me? Yes, I'm that serious. I'm not kidding you. That's exactly what's going to happen with you being a great number two. Pence has got to pick up the call when Trump calls them. Wozniak's got to pick up the call when Jobs calls them. them. All of these things is part of being a great number two because it's essentially, if that person dies, you're number one. So you're pretty much, you're one person away from being number one. I don't know if this makes sense. You're one person away from being number one. You're pretty much number one. And you are pretty much number one. The only difference between you and number two is, you're number one is that if anything goes wrong with the company, all the pressure goes to number one, not you. So the night, day to day, all the pressure. They point the finger at number one. 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 When's the last time you saw people pointing fingers at Pence? Everybody points fingers at Trump. When's the last time you saw of Biden was a uh, pre- vice president? How many times did they point fingers at Biden? It goes all to Obama. That's one of the reasons why two has got to be accessible, because sometimes number one's got to bounce some ideas off number two. So now when it comes down to bouncing ideas off number two, this goes to my next point. A great number two is also very good, because sometimes the number one's going to say, hey, can I talk to you? So here's what I'm thinking. I'm struggling with something right now. What are you struggling with? I'm struggling with uh, what just happened right now in the challenges that's going on between Turkey and Azerbaijan and Armenia and Russia, and here we have armenia three million people azerbaijan ten million people turkey's 80 million people but turkey's an ally because we got three military bases but you know senate and house passed the armenian genocide in u.s and the only one that hasn't is myself what do we do in a situation like this i got a decent relationship with russia a decent relationship with turkey i don't have any what do we do here well have you thought about doing this what do you think about this So great number two is very good at being there, having conversations and asking questions, not statements, asking questions that's leading number one down to a potential possibility of what we need to do today. And maybe what we don't need to do today, we got to wait for this move to happen six months from that post-election. These are some of the things that a great number two does with a number one. So we talk about a lot of different things. Obviously, loyalty has got to be there, complaint, protective of number one. This next part is very important, meaning you always got to protect number one, we have to win the, uh, the team as well. What do I mean by that? So here's number one. Here's number two. Then there's the team, right? You have to protect number one, but at the same time, the team has to have been bought into protect. Like, man, I got, listen, I, I can't believe what he just said right there. Guys, I he's expecting us to work, but remember, he has more pressure than all of us do right now. He's got, I promise he's got more pressure than we do. And you don't think he wants us to go out there and win? You don't think he, you're talking about the CEO. You're talking about jobs. You're talking about you know uh, gates you're talking about uh, whoever it is you're protecting that but at the same time you want the team guys we can do this let's come together and prove to them that we're a great team we can pull this off versus yeah i know man oh he's so difficult believe me i'm around him all the time and he's in a pain in the ass you show small little marks where you're not protecting number one a great number two is protecting it's protecting it's protecting but at the same time he's winning the team over this is why eventually a number two, when he's winning the team over, when he wants to be a number one, the team wants him to be a number one. I don't know if that made sense. Let me say that one more time. If you protect number two and you've won the team over, when it comes time for you to be number one, you've won this person over and you've won these guys over. They respect him. He respects you. The team respects him. You're bound to be the next number one. Do you see how that works out? But you've got to figure out a way to set aside ambitions for that to be taking place. A couple other things to share with you guys when I'm going through this is... Uh, an element of urgency, meaning when things are happening, and you got to be willing to go like this on things that needs to get done. Hey, I need this. No problem. Let me get it done for you. There's got to be a level of urgency with number two. You don't wait a week. Oh, I'll get it back to you a week later, five days later, three days later. No, no. What is it you need? Boom. Let me get it for you. A great number two. Let me get it for you. Oh, you know, I just talked. I got three people that are doing a deal right now. They're gonna give me three offers. So I'll let you know which one we're gonna go with, and you tell me which one you want to do. Okay, great. I got three. I got three deals for you. What is it? First one's gonna cost us a million bucks, but it's pop, 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 pros and cons. The other one's gonna cost us 750 pros and cons. The other one's gonna cost us 500,000, but back in, they want another 500,000, but you don't need to pay it back to them over and over. Next four years, pros and cons. Which one do we wanna do? Well, let's go with this one. Great, what do you think? I think we gotta go with this one. So there's gotta be an element of high urgency when you're dealing with a number one, because a number one is expecting answers quickly, and a great number two is very good at getting that for them very, very quickly. So having said this again, I shared this with you. You may want to share this with your number two or somebody that you think can be a number two or second in command, here, share it with them. And if you are a second in command and you're very comfortable being a second in command, this may not be a bad video for you to share with your number one. And if you've watched it saying, well, Pat, you said business partners, very difference between being a right-hand person or second in command, there is, because you can have a son and a father that own 50-50 of a company, but the father's just an investor, he's out, but the son needs to go find a right-hand person. And it may be a nephew or a cousin that comes working for him. That becomes his right-hand guy. Father's just a business partner or an investor in the company. So if you may be watching and say, well, Pat, how do I go about running with a family business? How do you make a family business work? It's a complete different video I did four and a half years ago that if you've never watched, it's a must watch, especially if you run a family business. Click over here to watch it. And if you've not subscribed to the channel, please do so. Thanks for watching, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.